Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's the weekend. It's officially starting. I'm in. I'm all about the weekend. Let's go. Even though it's a January weekend, I'm in for the weekend. Uh, Jim Irsay and TMZ and the call from Pete Ward to 911. The call was released earlier this week, and some seem to think that the call contradicts the TMZ report. It doesn't really. And it doesn't put TMZ in any kind of legal bind whatsoever in terms of libel or slander. It's just not a thing. So anybody thinking that Jim Irsay or Jim Irsay's family is going to be able to sue TMZ, they don't know slander and libel law. And we're going to talk about that a little bit. I got a B in journalism law in large part because I understand slander and libel. Still, never been sued. Hey, Put that right at the top of the resume. We're going to talk about how the Super Bowl teams of the Colts, and they went to two of them in the uh, O's, right? In 07 and in 10, those two Super Bowls after the 06 and 09 seasons, the Colts were a part of. How did they do that? We'll talk about it. How does this roster compare with that roster? We'll talk about that too, and you begin to understand why the Colts finished nine and eight and outside the playoffs instead of eleven and six, twelve and five, and inside the playoffs when you look at exactly what happened from nineteen ninety six through two thousand six. That's eleven first round draft picks. We're gonna talk about those. This is how you put together a Super Bowl roster. We'll talk about Sydney Parrish. She is out indefinitely with a foot. That doesn't mean that she's going to be out for the season. It just means that her return is not definitely targeted toward a specific date. We found that out from Terry Morin. We're going to talk about Indiana and Illinois. They play tomorrow at 3 o'clock. It's a big game for the Hoosiers. They're 4-4 and right now. They got to figure out a way to get to 11-9 in the Big Ten, or they got no chance of getting to the NCAA tournament. We'll talk about that and how Indiana's culture is in large part responsible for where they're at and will be responsible for where they wind up. Is it time for a change in culture, a change of accountability, a change of who? Does the tail wag the dog or does the dog wag the tail? We're going to talk about that a little bit too in the Pacers. Pacers with another big game tonight coming off that win last night over the 76ers. This 
is Inside Indiana Sports Now with Ken Sterling for Friday, January 26, 2024, brought to you by the great people at MyBookie. You go to MyBookie, all right? You want to get in on the action, this is where you go. And you use the promo code KENT when you sign up. You can get up to a $1,000 cash deposit bonus from the great people at MyBookie, all right? That's a good deal. That's winning before you even play. So in the show description and in the comments, you're going to find a link. Click that link. Use the promo code Kent, and off you go. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere, only with my bookie. And make sure you subscribe. We're going to have a prize next week. Should be delivered next week. I won an auction last night. We don't know. It's a mystery box. We'll all find out together what it is. You've got to be a subscriber to win, and you've got to DM me. If you've already DM'd, you're in. The ticket is in the bucket, all right? No need to worry. But you got to be a subscriber, so subscribe if you want to hit the like button. That's always a nice thing to do. Polite thing to do when you watch videos on YouTube is hit that thumbs up button. means a like. And if you want to make a donation, make a donation. Very, very nice of you. We, we always appreciate that. That's kind of how we put together the, the cash to be able to, you know, give stuff away. So um, let's talk about Jim Ursay. Jim Ursay, some people are thinking erroneously that the 911 call somehow disputes the claim of TMZ. What TMZ shared and what their reporting is based upon is a police report in their hand which absolutely mitigates any kind of claim of slander or libel. You cannot slander or libel anybody when you're holding a piece of paper from a government agency like the Carmel Police Department saying what you are saying. That shows an absolute lack of malice. So there's no, there's no legal recourse for the Ursays, and there's nothing to say that uh, this wasn't reality anyway. What Pete Ward said, and Pete Ward is not a physician, he's an executive with the Indianapolis Colts, and by the way, I feel agony for Pete Ward through all of this. Pete Ward is one of the nicest, most loyal, good human beings on the face of the earth, and in that he's kind of in the middle of all of this, and, and has been really forever. I mean, he, he goes back to the Colts when they were in Baltimore. That's how long he's been with the Colts. He is absolutely trusted and correctly trusted by the, by the Colts and by Jim Irsay. And, and Pete made the call as he was on his way to Jim Irsay's house, called for an ambulance, and said that they believed that it was something to do with uh, uh, heart uh, heart congestive heart failure. Was it? Was it not? We don't know. What we know is what was in the police report, and we've heard what was in the call to 911. That's what we know. That's what TMZ knows. TMZ never reported anything that wasn't substantiated by the police report that they referred to and that they published. So there you go. Hope it's not true. It'd be great if it wasn't true, but... According to the police report, it is. The police used the word overdose. TMZ reported that usage of the word in the police report. All right, let's talk about football and get off Jim Irsay and, 
We don't know what's going on. The family is keeping it private. That is their right to do. We're not going to get in the middle of that. We're not going to get in the way of that. This is their deal to deal with, and they'll share information as they see fit, and I'm real comfortable with that. Um, Let's talk about how the Super Bowl teams of the Indianapolis Colts were built. One Super Bowl they won, one Super Bowl they lost. They went to another AFC AFC championship game. How is that team built? It was built through a historic run of first-round draft pick success by Bill Tobin for two years and then Bill Polian for seven of the next nine drafts. Here are the first-round draft picks, and one, there's a second-round draft pick because the Colts traded the 29th overall pick to the Atlanta Falcons in the 2004 draft. We'll get to that in a minute. Two misses that really weren't misses. A little bit of a miss, just not as spectacular in in hitting as Tobin and then Pullian were in putting together this team at the top of the draft, all right? In 1996, Marvin Harrison was taken 19th overall. Marvin Harrison, a Hall of Famer. Tarek Glenn, the first-round pick, also 19th overall in 1997. That's your starting left tackle for a decade and a Hall of Fame wide receiver. Then in 98, we all know, Peyton was taken number one overall. You can't miss a number one or you got problems. Going to take you five years to dig out of that hole. Colts, Polian, they hit. 1999 with a fourth overall pick, Edgerrin James. Hello, another Hall of Famer. In 2001, Reggie Wayne, 30th overall pick. He's going to be a Hall of Famer. In 2002, with the 11th overall pick, Dwight Freeney out of Syracuse, a rampaging beast of a defensive lineman. He is going to the Hall of Fame eventually. That is five out of uh, Tarek Glenn. You know what? Tarek Glenn was really good. And if not for Jonathan Ogden, Tarek Glenn would have made a lot of lists of best left tackles of that era. But because of Jonathan Ogden with the Ravens, that didn't happen. Tarek Glenn was really good at protecting the backside of Peyton Manning. Um, 2003, with the 24th overall pick, the Colts take Dallas Clark. Hello, that's a hell of a pick. You're starting tight end for a good period of time. Very, very productive. In 2004, like I said, they trade the 29th overall pick to the Atlanta Falcons in just a swap of draft picks that really amounted to not much. Uh, Michael Jenkins was wide receiver taken by the Falcons at 29. Would have been nice to get it, but they didn't. They took Bob Sanders, though, number 44 in that draft. Bob Sanders, a Hall of Fame-level safety when he was healthy. Then, in 2006, they take Joseph Dye, 30th overall, to replace Edger and James, which he did adequately for a couple, three years. Played on both those Super Bowl teams. That is how you put together, and then, wait a minute, then you add to this. You add Mike Peterson, taken in the second round in 99, Marcus Washington, taken in the second round in 2000, Ryan Deem, taken 118th overall in 2001, and Bob Mathis, the strip sack master, taken 138th in 2003. That is a core of a championship team Man, like Rob Morris 
And uh, Rob Morris, he missed Marlon Jackson. I don't count Marlon Jackson as a miss. Marlon Jackson, his interception put the Colts in that Super Bowl that they won. And, and Rob Morris was not a bad linebacker for his time with the Colts. Played a number of years here. Not a bad pick. Not a great pick. Not a bad pick, though. Nine of 11, those first-round picks, really, really good. Put you in business. And over the course of the last few drafts, these are, and these are restricted to, uh, to Chris Ballard. We're not going to get back into Grigson. His last was probably his best following Andrew Luck, and that was Ryan, Ryan Kelly. Uh, Malik Hooker, Quentin Nelson, Rocky Seen, Michael Pittman Jr., Quiddy Pay, Alec Pierce, and Anthony Richardson. And you can count the Buckner trade, too. We know that Yassine, Pittman, and Pierce were all second-rounders, but they were the first players taken by those, in those drafts by Chris Ballard. Those, that's not Hall of Fame stuff. You need greatness, and, and the Colts have goodness. All those guys, good. And, and uh, don't talk to me about a great guard. Just don't talk to me about it. Great guards have not historically won championships. Zach Martin, John Hanna, you can go back through time. Larry Allen is a, uh, a bit of an anomaly. He did. He's a Hall of Fame guard who won championships. Joe DeLamalure, another great guard, didn't win a championship during his time in the NFL. Lots of guards taken at a place maybe way too high didn't do what they were supposed to do for the teams that drafted them. And I think that Quentin Nelson, to this point, goes into that bucket. That's how you build a championship team. Pullian didn't believe in signing free agents either, but he didn't miss. He had a lot of hits when it came to the draft. Didn't miss. Nine of 11 draft picks, five of six, will wind up in the Hall of Fame. And then the other guys, you talk about Clark and Adai and Sanders, that's a pretty good group. So that's how you build a champion, and that's how the Colts did it. Uh, and by the way, this morning, I wouldn't be in critical of Quentin Nelson. He counts $25 million toward the cat. Get your money. Get your bag, Quentin. And that's what he's getting. He's getting his bag. And so, nice. Somebody offers you a lot of money. You say, yes, thank you. I appreciate it. You go play as well as you can, and I don't think any of us is going to accuse Quentin Nelson not playing as well as he can, playing with great passion at that left guard position. You can question the extension. You can question investing the sixth overall pick in 2018. You can question all of that. But Nelson didn't select himself. He didn't say, hey, pick me, pick me sixth. Ballard said, we want a left guard with our sixth overall pick. Josh Allen, to hell with him. We're going to have Andrew Luck for another generation Another decade of great quarterback. Why would we take a wide receiver or a uh, quarterback out of Wyoming? Okay. Enough crapping on Chris Ballard, but that's, you got to get lucky, right? That's not all skill, picking all those guys that Tobin and then uh, Ursay with Tobin and uh, then Pullian did. There's, There's some luck involved there, too. Uh, Sydney Parrish out indefinitely with a foot injury. Terry Morin, the coach for the Hoosiers, says that she's going to be evaluated on a game-to-game basis. Hoosiers, they play Northwestern on Sunday. That's her next game. Hopefully, Sydney 
is able to play soon because she was shooting the lights out uh, as she got hurt. Indiana, Illinois, tomorrow in Champaign-Urbana, the men get at it. Is it time for coaches to take control over their teams instead of allowing fear over the portal and NIL to determine culture? That's a good question. Can IU compete against Illinois without sacrifice, discipline, and leadership? That is a good question, too. You, you've got to, you can't have the tail wag the dog. A lot of people are talking about the NFL, and they're talking about uh, Bill Belichick being passed over. Raheem Morris gets a job with the Falcons. They go after Belichick. They didn't offer him the job. They took Morris, and off you go. And people are saying, well, maybe it's time for the people who just, exp- who just say what you got to do and discipline you and have that top-down management, maybe it's time for them not to really work anymore because players need to have things explained to them. They need to know why. They don't respond well to authority. That is straight crazy. Uh, Championship Sunday coming up Sunday, obviously. Chiefs at the Ravens. Ravens a four-point favorite. That game, 3 o'clock. Then you've got the Lions at San Francisco. San Francisco is seven and a half point favorite. I am going to root like hell for the Lions. I would love for the Lions to finally get to a Super Bowl. That would be awesome. I don't believe it's going to happen. I mean, you look at these games and you look at the quarterbacks. Brock Purdy, as silly as it sounds, led the NFL in yards per attempt, QBR, and passer rating. A lot of that has to do with Shanahan, his coach. The scheme, perfect for Purdy. But Purdy operates it at an extraordinarily high level. How about uh, 9.6 yards per attempt for Brock Purdy? Then you've got Lamar Jackson, who ranks fourth among all quarterbacks in all of those metrics. QBR, passer rating, and yards per attempt. Then you've got Goff. He's eighth in yards per attempt. He is 11th in QBR, 9th in passer rating. Mahomes, 8th in QBR, 14th in passer rating, and 19th in yards per attempt. It's going to be the Ravens, and it's going to be the 49ers. Those are the two teams. It's going to be, I hope it's not. I'd love to see it be the Chiefs and the Lions. How cool would that be? Really cool. That's the answer to that question. Can't root for a Harbaugh still, Right? Uh, Pacers, nice win over the 76ers last night. No rest for the weary. They're back at it tonight against the Phoenix Suns. Of course, the Suns have Kevin Durant and and Devin Booker and Nurkic, but they also have Eric Gordon. Eric Gordon, 35 years old, he has made, or at the end of the season, he will have made $179 million and change. And by the end of this season, he will become the 15th NBA player in league history to hit more than 2,000 three-point shots. That's cra- And his game, you watch him play. I watched him play all the way back to like fourth grade. He and Jeff Teague and Robbie Hummel, this is a great class of youth basketball players. Watched them all the time. Eric Gordon's got the same game. He creates contact at the rim, is strong enough to get the ball up on the rim and put it in the bucket and convert three-point plays. And he also is a really, really good shooter as we've already documented. Is he the best shooter from the state of Indiana ever? 
Or do you say Billy Keller, Louis Dampier, Michael Conley, like who, Larry Bird, who of these guys is the best shooter? You can make a hell of a good case for Eric Gordon as the best shooter in Indiana state history. Somebody who grew up, flourished in Indiana, high school, then college too, and then uh, off to the NBA. But a chance to see Eric Gordon play tonight. He's a game-time decision. We'll see if he's out on the floor or not. Can the Pacers win two in a row against two really good teams? Suns and last night against the Sixers. This weekend, going to be spectacular. Can't wait till Sunday. Championship Sunday, going to be awesome. Enjoy it. Enjoy it with your family. Make sure you subscribe so you are eligible to win the great prize, which is a mystery to all of us. What it's going to be, it's going to be an autographed jersey of some kind. We'll reveal that next week as soon as we get it, and we'll give it away just about that quick. Ken Sterling, best shooter in Indiana basketball history at New Albany High School. I was a first-team all-intramural star in, uh, at New Albany. I started in, in the intramural all-star game. Can you believe that this was a school that valued basketball at the level that they had during homeroom? They had an intramural all-star game that people actually came to. Like there were probably 1,200 people in that gym watching that game. And do you know what I'll always be remembered for during that game, starting with, with some guys who really played well, could have played high school basketball in a lot of places. I'm running the wing on a fast break, three on two. The guy in the middle, no look pass. I'm over to his right, whap, took it right off the melon. Never saw it coming, hit me right in the head. Happened three times. Never learned my lesson. 